Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Burr, and it's time for the Thursday afternoon, just before Friday, Monday morning podcast, and I'm just checking it on you. What's going on? How are you? Um, oh, do I have a story to tell you? Oh, do I have a story to tell you? Well, hang on a second. Are you leaving? Yeah. Oh. So All right. Bye. Huh? Wow. All right. I'll see you. Sorry. <laughs> Dad's going on the road. On the road again. Chicka boom, chicka boom, boom, boom. Going up to fucking Sack Town again. You gave me the we're just friends. Hug? Well, hug. I'm, do- I'm doing a podcast. Pat, Pat hug. I, I don't want to give the pat. I was supposed to give you a hug and all this before you started. Yeah, but you didn't. Mm. All right. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Doing a podcast. All right. See you later. Look good, Nanny. Thank you. All right. Um, so, oh, Freckles, what does he do? What does he do? I fucking. All right. Um, I'll tell you what happened a few weeks ago, and then you'll guess what I'm about ready to tell you. So I fucking finally got my car fixed. All right. Because my beautiful son closed the friggin' gate on it as I was backing out. You know, all of a sudden I just heard the gate hit my car. I'm like, how the hell did I hit the gate? I've never hit the gate in my life. I looked, it wasn't there. And then I looked up and my son was just pressing down on the remote control with like every fiber of his being. It was hilarious with this crazy look on his face as toddlers do when they're trying to, you know, do something that requires a little bit of effort, right? So, all right. So it fucks up my door, my side view mirror or whatever. And I was shooting the movie. So my car's fucked up the entire time I'm doing the movie. And I'm one of those guys. Some people get a dent in their car and they don't ever get it fixed. I'm not one of those people. I go down, I get it fucking fixed. I'm not riding around in a goddamn jalopy. I never understood why parents just let their cars go to shit. You know? And look, if you don't have the fucking money to fix it, I get that. But when you have the money to fix it and you're just content to drive around with a big fucking dent in the side of your car. I just think it says something about you. You know? That, you know, you're there to do the job, but if you don't quite do it great, you're all right with it. As long as it kind of gets done. I don't like it. You know what I mean? It's like someone who wears a short sleeve dress shirt underneath uh, a sport coat. And you're looking at their wrists. You know, when they go to reach for something instead of this shirt. There's just, there's a sloppiness to it. All right? And I think it reflects on how people, people see you, the way you present yourself. So anyway, I, get my, I finally get my car fixed. I'm fucking psyched. I got it back two weeks ago. Last night, I go down to the Avalon, drive all the way over there, right? It's a premiere for the George Carlin documentary done by the incredible Mike Bonfiglio. And... Um, they're having a premiere for it. So old Freckles, you know, ran his yap in that dock for a little bit. They asked me to come down to the premiere, and I said, absolutely. It's George Carlin. Know him. Know, know, know me. He's on the Mount Rushmore. Of course I'm going to go down there. So I go down there, my beautiful car with no dents, nice clear wrap on it to, to save the paint. I fucking go over, I do the red carpet. 
you know, answering all the questions, standing there, doing the fucking step and repeat, the whole thing. And all of a sudden, this guy comes up to me. He goes, hey, you drive the blah, blah, blah? And I said, yeah. He said, oh, man. He goes, I go, why? He goes, somebody just backed into it. I go, you got to be fucking kidding me. You got to be fucking kidding me. I just got the fucking thing fixed. And I'm going over there. You got, you fucking got to be. And I walk over. I'm looking at the doors. Everything's fine. He goes, no, it's on the front. And I go around the front. There's all this white shit streak mark on the front. And he got the fucking, the cover to the front light. Fuck that up too. Right? And then this guy gets out. Nice enough person. Right? Dressed like fucking Clark Kent. Sport coat and everything. He goes, oh, sorry. I'm like, what happened? He goes, I was backing in. I just want to be like, how the fuck did you hit it? How the fuck did you hit my car? There's backup cameras in cars and they got the fucking sensor that beeps. Beep, 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 beep. Stop, you fucking moron. And he still backs into my fucking car. Fucking talking? What the fuck were you doing? I just was like, look, I don't want to fucking do this. So I'm just like, all right, whatever. He goes, you want to exchange papers? It's like, I don't want to continue this relationship. I've known you for fucking eight seconds and you backed into my car. Why do I want to know who you are? I'm like, no, forget it. And he was like, oh, I was going to say I'm a big fan of your comedy. Ugh. Sure, he's a nice enough guy, but that fucking guy, if you're listening, you fucking suck at driving and there is no excuse for that. You have a fucking backup camera. And it's not like he just dinged it. He fucking banged into it. I don't know. I, just, I, don't, I don't fucking know. I, 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 don't, I don't like... I have to tell you, it is better. Because back in the day when I first moved out here and I had my Prius, I couldn't keep the bumpers looking nice. Every time I get them fixed, like fucking within a week, somebody would, would bump into them, you know, parking or whatever. But since then, since the backup cameras, like that shit's not supposed to happen. It's supposed to be fail safe. So whatever. Whatever. He did say let's exchange papers, but I, I'd never do that. It's like, I don't want to get involved in all of that. Then my person has to call your person and then your person says this and then my person says that and then everybody has to circle back and then talk. It's just like, just fuck it. Fuck it. I'll go down there. I'll go down to those those sons of bitches that fix my fucking car and, you know, and they tell me what it's going to be and then I go down there with the credit card and they say, no, my friend, you said it was going to be cash. And I said, no, I didn't. And they said, my friend, this is what we have down there. First of all, we're not friends. We're not friends. You're, what, we're friends because you fixed my car? You know, this isn't Mad Max. You know, when we're in the middle of the desert. Then then we, we could do that fucking bro handshake where instead of shaking hands, we fucking grab each other's forearms. All right? But as long as society is still working and people still believe in the dollar, you just provided a service. So we're not friends. Okay, my friend? Anyway, I love when you go to those places and they only want cash. Don't you always immediately just feel like you're looking over your shoulder, like somebody's going to come run in here and try to rob this place? You know, like the other day, we'll call it last night, we stopped off at the weed store. You know, I'm not a big weed guy, but, you know, occasionally I partake. I don't like smoking. It's weird. I'll smoke a cigar, but I don't like taking it into my lungs, coughing my fucking brains out. So I'm a gummy, you know, little five... 
I fucking, you know, take one. I could sit there and deal with, you know, the real housewives. But I don't like doing it a lot because when I do it, then I just start doing it every night and then it just, you know, gets out of control. So I just, you know, I have one of those every once in a while. So last night wasn't every once in a while, right? And, um, you know, we go into the fucking weed store and I, I tell you, it still blows my fucking mind that you can walk in there and there's just all of this weed out in the open. Like this shit was illegal for the first 50 years of my life or whatever. I just, it's insane to me. And, but I've noticed when you go into those weed stores, it's just like a liquor store where there's always that feeling. Whenever I'm in a liquor store, or back in the day when I drank, whenever I go into a liquor store, there would always be this feeling, especially at night, that, any, that I had to do the transaction and get the fuck out of there because at any second, someone was coming in in a ski mask and was going to rob it. I don't like going into businesses that are just cash, you know? And I don't like the weed store too because they, they fucking scan your driver's license. It's like, what the fuck are we doing here? Yeah, the guy wanted to scan my license last night. I'm like, I'm not buying anything. He was cool though. He's like, all right. They're usually like, oh, I can't get in the fucking store unless I know everything about you. Um, it's like, why do you have to scan my driver's license? Like, what? what is that... What is that for? You know what I mean? Who do you, what is that, that, what do they call that? Uh, revenue stream. Where do you sell that to? Who do you have to fucking report to? The shit's legal. It's fucking legal, but not at a federal level, right? What are they going to come back and uh, prosecute us after Texas makes weed illegal? After they roll that back? Oh, no fun, Texas. You know, you can't go down there. Fucking some chick in your goddamn cowboy boots and hat, bust a nut in her, and then get a do-over. Can't do that in Texas anymore. No fun in Texas. I'll tell you right now, if you're not paying state taxes, you're going to keep your baby you had with that that fucking woman from the Waffle House. Um, One of the dumbest things in the history of the fucking world is they're going to roll back Roe v. Wade and when there's over 7 billion people on the fucking planet and the whole ocean is full of plastic to the point I don't even eat fish anymore. Everybody's testing positive for plastic. You're fucking literally eating the shit that you didn't need and you ended up throwing out. I mean, that should be a story on the news every fucking night of how we're going to clean that up. Should be a story in the news every night about how a select group of fucking greedy cunts turned our entire food supply into poison and now they're trying to force it on the rest of the world. That should be stories. Nope, that's not a fucking story. That's not a story. They'd rather focus on fucking stand up comedy. <laughs> you know? Or or talk about the Russians and act like, you know. When they invade a country, they don't do it the right way. But when others, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, invade a country, we do it the right way and no innocent people die. Fuck out of here. Oh, I'm in a mood. Why, Bill? Because you care about society or because some fucking four-eyed cunt backed into your fucking car despite having every piece of technology to not make that happen? You know, you know that thing that your parents used to say, just can't have anything nice. We just can't have anything nice. That's what I feel like right now. Um, whatever. I'll get the car fixed and I'll forget about it. Um, 
I just know when I go back to my friends, my friend, my friend, they're going to think that I did it. And I'll be like, I didn't do it. And they're going to be like, okay, my friend. My friend, it's okay. My... Did you not have the sensor turned on? You know, I can put on a, a, a better sensor, my friend, my friend. All right, is it okay if I use my credit card? Of course, my friend. Ten days later when it's done. Okay, you said cash. No, my friend, we said cash. Oh, you know, you paid the card, it's going to be more money, my friend. Um, I love my friend because nobody says that. You know, it's not like you, uh, you know, you go to France, bonjour, they actually say that. I just love how a, a, a group of people comes over here and they latch on to shit that is English and they, and they create these expressions that nobody fucking uses, like Paul Verzi created, you know? End of the day, you got to find out what that dog has in his, what is it? You got to see what that dog has in, in its fucking mouth. And I am determined to turn that into an expression, my friend. Oh, where do I go from here? Red Sox hit a grand slam a couple nights back, right? Rafi Devers hit a grand slam. We got the bats going. Everything, everything's looking great. Fucking last night, I'm watching the Red Sox. Trevor Story, Trevor, finally gets his first fucking home run. Two-run fucking shot, dude. I think we had a single and he hits a two-run shot to fucking left field or left center or something like that. Then we get a double. Uh, we get a single, score a run. The guy in the throw to the plate goes to second base. They end the inning. We're up three to nothing. Avaldi's fucking killing it. Basically throwing a perfect game through like, you know, three innings. And then fourth inning lets up a single on a quick pitch. And then the very next one, guy hits a two-run fucking shot. Then he lets up back-to-back doubles. Then it's fucking three to three. And here we are again. And here we are again. We end up losing the game six to three. I can't remember the last time we won two games in a row. I was really hoping that all of a sudden we were going to turn it around. Uh, we can still win the series, but Jesus Christ. What is our record? We're like 10 and 19 or something. Let's see. What do we got here? The standings. Here they are. I'm enjoying these standings despite the fact that we are in last place. We're two games behind the Baltimore Orioles. We're playing 355 ball. We're 11 and 20. All right? And as much as I can't stand, I can't stand that the Yankees are in first place, 22 and 8, just tearing through the league. What I do enjoy most about looking at the American League East is the Toronto Blue Jays. Oh, look at them. All they're fucking yapping. Last year was the trailer, this year's the movie. And they came out like gangbusters, but they were playing the Red Sox, and we suck so far this year. They were playing the Orioles. All of a sudden, they came, started playing some teams that are going to compete. Where are they now? 17 and 15. 531 went 3 and 7 on their last 10. There you go, right in the middle of the pack, right where you belong. I don't root for the Toronto Blue Jays. I'm not going to lie to you. I did enjoy that they were talking shit. It did make it fun. Um, but I actually, uh, 
I'm a Maple Leafs fan. Let's see how they're doing in their series. Last I saw, they were up two games to one. Come on, Maple Leafs, win a series. They're up three games to two against the defending back-to-back Stanley Cup champions, the ones who stole their colors. The Tampa Bay Lightning are to the Toronto Maple Leafs what the Pittsburgh Penguins are to the Boston Bruins. They're a team that came after, that came in and just took colors that were already taken. They didn't even like change the blue. It's almost like the same blue. Same thing with the Penguins with this dumb black and gold. You know? And then their argument was like, well, we originally had black and gold with our first fucking team. Uh, Yeah, but it didn't make it through the Depression. And then the Bruins came along. And they had those colors for like fucking 40 years, you cunts. Um, Anyway, I'm rooting for the Toronto Maple Leafs. My Boston Celtics lost. And we were in the situation I didn't want to be in. Okay? Because I knew at some point we were going to have to beat the Milwaukee Bucks two games in a row. And I said to my buddy, I says to the guy, I says, if we're going to do it, we we have to win game five. So we would have won game four and game five and then split six and seven. I don't see the Milwaukee Bucks losing game six and game seven. I see us winning game six, but we got to do it in their fucking building. Oh, man. I don't know, but the Celtics have a lot of hot. So I think that we can do it. But uh, we had that game and we just sort of let it slip away in the fourth quarter. And I got to tell you, by the way, man, I knew... You know, Giannis, Giannis Antetokounmpo was fucking amazing. But something about this series, just watching him play with when other guys are hurt, when he puts the team on his back or whatever. I mean, the guy's got his first step as fast as is as fast as a lot of the point guards in the league. I mean, the guy's fucking unbelievable. Um, I'm not gonna lie to you, I actually like that team, and I love that city. So, and then the Bruins also lose. The Bruins, after going down 0-2, came back, won the next two in Boston, and then lose pretty soundly down in um, Carolina. I will say the thing that's been, like, depressing is that, you know, the games that Carolina uh, has won, they just look like just head and shoulders a better team than we are. So, but I'm not giving them up, giving up on them because, because we have the perfection line, man. And I've seen them come back time and time again. So all we got to do is win the next one, and then it's anybody's fucking game. And that's what the the situation the Celtics are in. So I'm going to age like 400 years over the next like four days as I watch these fucking games, six and seven. Well, not four days. The NBA will probably drag it out to seven days. Um, But other than that, uh, old Billy fucking Redface is going to be... up in Sacramento, Oakland, and Fresno. And you know what that means. That means quick flights. It's going to be a good time. Um, I feel like I haven't been up there since the pandemic, so I'm kind of excited to go up there. I used to always do the punchline in Sacramento. There was never a gig in Oakland. I used to always do, um, at least for a white guy, I used to do um, the punchline in San Francisco. And then Fresno... Um, I haven't done Fresno in a couple of years. Fresno is always fun. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. And with that, let's read a little bit of the, uh, 
some advertising here. People, by the way, if you have a backup camera and you have the sensor, just, you know, go, go on YouTube and learn how to use it. What does it mean when the beeps get faster? What does it mean when the beeps going beep? What does that mean? Fucking idiot. All right, Simply Safe. You guys know I love the break in protection that my Simply Safe home security system gives me, but it's not always outside forces that you need Simply Safe's protection from. This is Joshua's story. Uh, a Simply Safe customer from Indiana. A few months ago, he fell asleep with pizza rolls still in the oven. Oh, this guy. This guy definitely hit the weed store. Uh, this could have been disastrous. Thousands of dollars of damage to his kitchen and home or worse. Luckily, Joshua has a comprehensive Simply Safe system equipped with everything to prevent break-ins and smoke detectors to sniff, off, sniff out fires. I mean, that's huge. He startled awake to the sound of a 95 decibel alarm from his Simply Safe base station. Seconds later, he got a call from Simply Safe Professional Monitoring. The pizza rolls didn't make it, but Joshua did. That's funny, they call you up. Is there a fire? Yeah, I'm trying to put it out. He believes Simply Safe probably saved his life that night. Do you have time to take a survey? Once again, I'm trying to put out a fire. Protecting people when their guard is down is just one of the reasons more than 4 million people use and love Simply Safe. I mean, this is it right here, guys. I mean, you, you don't want some creep coming into your, your house. You don't want to fucking die of smoke insulation. Uh, in, 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 is that is it? Intervention? And you don't, uh, you don't want to burn to death. Wouldn't it be great if you could fucking get something like that to protect you from that for under a dollar a day? Well, with the comprehensive Simply Safe system and 24-7 professional monitoring... You always have someone looking out for you. Plans cost under a dollar a day with no long-term contracts or hidden fees ever. You can customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash burr. Go today and claim a free indoor security camera plus 20% off with interactive monitoring. Go to simplysafe.com slash burr. That's S-I-M-P-L-I-S-A-F-E. Dot com slash burr. All right. Oh, look who it is, everybody. It's Solo Stove. Uh, there's nothing quite like the feeling of gathering around a warm fire on a cool evening. And a smokeless fire pit from Solo Stove makes your outdoor moments even more memorable. Because instead of having to customize, constantly dodge campfire fumes, you can sit back, relax, and actually enjoy the fire. And right now, you can get a great deal on a Solo Stove fire pit Upgrade your backyard with the Solo Stove Fire Pit. It's the perfect catalyst for getting outside and spending more time with family and friends. Solo Stove Fire Pits are brilliantly engineered. Made with premium grade 304 stainless steel. 304 people, not that 303 shit. And a 360 degree airflow system that maximizes efficiency while minimizing smoke. Basically, it's clean, it's sleek, it's portable. You get all the wonder, wonderful um, advantage of a nice warm fire without the smoke. It's the perfect outdoor campfire. Easy to light with a few bits of starter. Your fire is blazing in minutes, minutes perfectly portable. Shop now and get 30% off fire pits all month long. And use the promo code BURR, B-U-R-R, at checkout to get an extra $10 off. Plus a lifetime warranty and free 30-day returns. Just go to solostove, solostove.com. S-O-L-O-S-T-O-V-E. Let's see if that works. S-O-L-O-S-T-O-V-E. 
OV. Damn it. It didn't work. And remember, you get $10 off when you use the promo code Burr. All right. Lastly, but certainly not leastly, because everybody has a story to tell in advertising. All birds, everyone. All birds create shoes and clothing that are better for you and better for the planet using a revolutionary roster of premium natural materials like their popular tree runner sneaker. Why is it called the tree runner, you ask? Because it's made from eucalyptus tree fiber, a lightweight, breathable, and silky soft material, making the tree runner the perfect everyday shoe for, the, uh, for getting the most out of sunny days. Made with premium natural materials like eucalyptus fiber. This is great someday for when your sneaker ends up in the friggin' ocean. You know, the fact that it's ma- mostly made out of a tree. Uh, designed with a, breath- with a breathable knit that keeps your feet cool, while you're soaking up the sun and they're super lightweight, making them the perfect pair to take along on any adventure. Uh, and God bless this country, uh, con- country. God bless this company for actually taking the time to give a shit about the environment. Uh, I'm feeling like young people's companies more and more are going to be like this, showing us old people what we were doing wrong. And I am all for it. Uh, minimal and versatile for effortless everyday style, thoughtfully designed without any unnecessary frills or logos to go with every outfit. Find your new favorite shoes for sunny days and upcoming travel at allbirds.com. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com. All right. So anyway, uh, it really blows my mind that they're going to roll back. I understand people that, that you know, think that uh, abortion is killing a baby. I mean, I mean, yeah, that totally makes sense to me. But, you know, you got to kill some, right? <laughs> we have too many fucking people. Um, Jesus clearly isn't coming back. He's not coming back. The guy, the guy, he, we're sitting here like a bunch of fucking ladies on a widow walk every night looking out to see, wait for this guy to come back. He's, he's not coming back. He wouldn't come back. Like this, 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 that theory with religious people that when we finally just do that final awful thing to one another, that he's going to show up. And it's just like, okay, there's been slavery, Holocaust, human trafficking, invasions of countries, kids getting killed, schools bombed and all that. He's yet to make an appearance. So my question is what the fuck's he waiting for? I don't think he's coming back, you know, any more than I think he was actually the son of God or a white person. No, I'm fucking with you. Um, yeah, at some point, guys, I don't, I don't what, what, what are we doing here? I mean, I don't have the solutions. It's not going to stop me from talking about it, though, right? Sorry, I just realized I think I caught my son's cold. God damn it. Right before this, old Billy Nasal knows. Um, by the way, one of the places I'm playing, I think on this one is, uh, the cow palace and the cow palace is like, whenever I used to hear about Van Halen starting out and all the bands I liked at some point, they all played the cow palace. So I got Dean Del Rey on the show, which is cool because he went to a zillion concerts there. We're going to have a fucking great time. Um, I have edited together some drum video clips of when I was playing in the forum before the show, just to hear uh, 
just for you guys to hear how good that for the drums here, how good the sound is. I know I suck. I don't need to fucking listen to it. I know. My foot was sloppy. I hadn't played in a couple of months because I had the acting gig. All right? And not only that, I'm not a pro drummer and I'm a fucking dad. So, you know, take it with a grain of salt. But I, 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 I had a fucking blast doing it. And, um, you know, if I had the time and the bullshit and all of that, I, that's something I would, I would do in every one of these fucking arenas because it was that much fun. Uh, maybe not on this one, maybe on the next one. Because who knows? Who knows? You know, do I ever get to do this shit again? I don't know. Hopefully I do. But if I don't, I can say, you know what? I got all of it. He got all of that one. All right. Well, that's the podcast here for Thursday. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, I forgive that fucking Clark Kent bastard for backing into my car. <sighs> trying to anyway. Um, my intermittent fasting seems to be working. I'm, I still have a nice fucking pooch, COVID pooch, the C pooch. Is that an Omicron, a Delta, or a COVID-19 pooch? I, you know, kind of all three, an amalgam, sort of like a smorgasbord of ice cream sandwiches late at night, wondering if the world was ever going to come back. Um, all right. No more abortions. No more abortions. No vaccines. Breathe on the babies. That's how we'll kill them. Maybe that's how they do it. Don't vaccinate me. I'll breathe on the baby. That way nobody killed the baby and it's more like uh, the bat did it. All right, I get it now. You know what? I want to apologize to Texas. I think you guys actually understand what's going on. (laughs) I'm going to tell you right now. If that's implemented or when it's implemented, I guarantee you there's going to be a lot of shiny four-door pickup trucks driving across the border into Arkansas um, or wherever the fuck abortions are legal. Um, All right, that's it, everybody. Uh, Enjoy the music and the bonus episode of the Thursday afternoon just before Friday, Monday morning podcast from a year ago or however Andrew Themelis figures it out. Okay, see you. Monday morning podcast for Monday, May 13th, 2013. How are you? How's it going? Uh-oh, May 13th, 2013. A lot of 13s. Are you superstitious? Do you think 13's an unlucky number? Let me ask you this. Why? Why do you think it's unlucky? Because you were told that from the day you were born? You know, stay away from that 13. It's a fucking bad egg. Really? Yeah, it's a, it's a number. You know, about 13, you can't get to 14. You, know, you realize how fucking childish that is? Like all these hotels where they, they, they call the 13th floor the 14th floor. You know, 
It's like, dude, we're on the 13th floor. I don't give a shit what you call it. You start calling an apple an orange, I bite into it. It's still a fucking apple. You know, I, I, I don't understand. Like, the thing that I will never get past is how fucking childish adults are. That you know these, ho these fucking hotels had to not have a 13th floor because there's so many fucking people that believe in that horseshit that they literally will, they won't, I don't want to stay on the 13th floor. Why? Because you're worried the 14th floor is going to collapse onto it? You stupid fucks. You know, and you know what kills me? No, Bill, what kills you? Well, I'll tell you, goddammit. What kills me is how, because of the dollar, these fucking people, they, they, they pander to them. Dude, I want to get a room in the hotel. Okay, we got 1306. Oh, I can't stay on the 13th floor. I, I, I can't stay. I need another floor. 13's unlucky. And what do they do? They give him another floor. You know? Right there, they should be like, well, listen, why don't you fucking grow up? What do you think? We used a less grade of, of, of quality concrete when we made that floor, you asshole? You know what? Fuck you. We don't want you staying at this hotel. <laughs> I, I don't know. You know, it's like that guy up in Toronto, right? Maple Leafs fan. Who made the Toronto stronger sign. And the, the, the amount of outrage on that. It's like, how old are people? You know? You're going to get upset by that? Don't make fun of our sign! You know, and then you're looking at the guy like, what, you think he actually supports the terrorists? Like, how fucking old are people? Drives me up the fucking wall. I, I saw that. I actually, I didn't see the sign. Somebody tweeted to me that, you know, that someone made that sign. And it made me laugh. Because I knew what he meant. I know he doesn't support the fucking terrorists. You know, what happened was. That Boston Strong came about because of those attacks. And then the Bruins started wearing it. And after you see enough pictures, unlike Marshawn and those guys, which says Boston Strong, it kind of also morphs into we're saying that our team's stronger than your team. That's all it is. I'm not going to lie to you. The ribbon was a little far. All right? But what the fuck? Can we just be adults and stop getting, stop getting fucking outraged? Oh, I'm saying we. I got to stop doing that. That's the most annoying thing ever. Can a number of you become adults? Okay? And stop having outrage over absolute fucking bullshit? And maybe have it about something that affects your fucking life? Like these banker cunts? You know? The ones you give your check to every week, every week who are robbing you fucking blind? Can you have outrage about that? How about that? Instead of a fucking sign or pink socks. You know, you're not wearing pink. You don't support. Ah, oh, just go fuck yourself. Sorry. Jesus, where the hell did that all come from? You know why? Because it's May 13th. And then 7. Seven. 7's lucky. Can somebody, for, um, for the love of fucking God, tell me why 7's lucky? And don't even tell me because it wins on the first roll and craps. Because after that, if you don't roll it then... It, you, you, you fucking crap out on it more time than, than not. Why is seven lucky? Because of Burt Jones? 
What the fuck number was Joe Theismann? Wasn't he number seven? And he got his leg fucking shattered, dude. Got it fucking shattered. <clears throat> Joe Theismann with that fucking... That one goddamn bar across, you know? I don't know. All right? It's not an unlucky day. And if yeah, Friday the 13th, bad things come in threes. How old are you? When are you going to fucking grow up and grab this steering wheel, you know, and just stop letting the car float around and you're living your whole life through fate? You know, I fucking hate when people hate when people are going for something and they don't get it and then they just, oh, you know, I guess it wasn't meant to be. It wasn't meant to be. He just fucking, you know. You just fucking throw it up in the air like a bunch of fucking confetti. That's your life. How about if you didn't fuck it up, it would have been uh, meant to be, you know? Uh, I don't know. I know what the fuck I'm talking about here. Um, anyways, I am in Boston, Massachusetts right now, and um, I'm going to go to the game tonight, game seven. The only happy thing about that it's gone seven games. Um, but I've, I've learned to be, I've learned that this is how the Bruins do it this year. They take the first two periods off and then they decide to start playing. Oh, no, no, no. Earlier this year, they play the first two periods. They'd score two goals and then the other team would gradually tie it up and then we'd lose in overtime. It's been one of the most frustrating years as a fan. I still love him. I still support him, but, um, you know. I, I, I fucking knew it. I sound like Verzi, but I called it after game four. I know yesterday I tweeted that thing. You know, I was trying to help give the Bruins something positive where I said the Toronto Sun was going to say Blue Jays soar, Leafs fall. But if you really look at my tweet after game four, yeah, four, when we went up three games to one, where I said this series isn't over, I don't want to go back to Toronto. Toronto doesn't deserve to be down three games to one. And I got all that shit from fucking Bruins fans. Do you, do you know what I'm talking about now? Why were you ignoring that that series couldn't have easily been two to two, if not three one the other way? You know, and not to take anything away from Toronto, but when you don't fucking show up ready to play in the, in the playoff playoffs, you know, what do you think's going to happen? If you don't fucking turn it up a notch until the final 10 minutes of the game. And what fucking kills me is whenever they do that, then, then they go out and they score a goal. I don't know what it is. I love the Bruins too much to ever say that I don't think that they have what it takes this year. But um, that's what they keep doing. You know? I feel like Toronto has played more consistently. They shit the bed game one, without a doubt. But uh, other than that, they played great game two. Game three, we kind of got them, but they didn't play bad. And game four was a fucking classic. And then I don't know what we've been doing the last two games, just skating around like we're out there, the ice capades. Like, oh, maybe this is the game we can close them out. So, um, but I have faith. I think we're going to do it tonight. I think they're actually going to fucking maybe come out with the same intensity that they had in the final 10 minutes of the last two games. I hope they do, or else we're going to lose. And you know what? We're going we're gonna to 100% deserve it. 
And uh, I don't hate Toronto or their fans. There's always a couple of cunty people on Twitter. But I, in general, I like them. And I actually went to a Bruins-Toronto game a few years ago. I liked them up there. And uh, congratulations and thank you to the Ottawa Senators for knocking out the hated Habs. I actually watched a replay of the game, wanting to totally enjoy watching all the Canadian fans filing out of the building. And you know what? They didn't. Some of them did, but there's always fair-weather fans. But I got to tell you, I actually uh, was impressed. Like 80 to 85% of the Habs fans stayed there. And in the end, even though they were losing like 6-1, to one, they all got up, gave their team a standing ovation, sang that stupid ole, ole, ole song. And I was like, you know what? Those are awesome fans. You know? In Toronto, if you lose tonight, I want to tell you, you have to blame the Canadians, the Canadian fans. All right? Because you guys were already in a bad way until they put that fucking Patrick Walk hex on all of Canada. What they did to arguably the greatest goaltender who ever played the game, the way they fucking humiliated him. And they haven't learned a thing. They haven't learned a thing. They still do that sarcastic cheer when their fucking goaltender's getting shelled. They're just always going to be these fucking croissant-eating cunts. Spoiled fucking brats. The most spoiled fans I've ever seen in my fucking life. The, the way that they treat their own players is, is, is horrific. All right? What they did to Patrick Watt, not only fuck them for God knows how long, put a hex on their team. What they did was so disrespectful to the game of hockey that was created in Canada. Not only have the Montreal Canadiens never won another cup since that moment, no other team in Canada has won it. Look at the Vancouver Canucks. They were up two games to none. They had the Bruins right where they wanted them. And then what? Burroughs got fucking possessed, decides to bite. Who the fuck did he bite on the Bruins? They woke up the bear. And they proceeded to lose four of the next five games. And Lord Stanley stayed down in the lower 48. Sorry. Sorry for all the hockey talk to all the ladies out there and for all the guys out there who don't watch fucking hockey because you'd rather watch what? Baseball? Is that what you'd rather watch? Great day for a ball game. It's 0-0 uh, zero, zero here in the uh, fourth inning. On a lovely Mother's Day afternoon, there's a ball outside, and uh, this is the 79th pitch of this at bat. I'll tell you, he's having a heck of a bat. There's a ground ball to second base, flips it over to first. Two outs here in the fourth inning. I'll tell you, when you look at this Boston skyline, you know, it's just, it's just really wonderful. I like, uh... Some of my favorite buildings to stare at while I watch this game that's called a sport. Um, I'm sorry. I just can't. I cannot get into fucking baseball. I tried watching the Red. I haven't watched the Red Sox in so long. Like, I didn't even. I. Poppy's the only guy left on the team that I even know. It's just been so fucking long since I watched it. You know? It's just everybody was testing positive for steroids, and I was just like, look, either legalize them or get them out of the goddamn game, all right? But stop telling me, getting me all excited about shit, and then four years later telling me it didn't really count. You know what I mean? I still love baseball, but uh, I don't know. How do I watch that when playoff hockey's going on? You know what I mean? How about those L.A. Kinks? Huh? 
Now, right there, that's that's as a sports fan, that's what I like to see. They go down two games to none, and then they just kind of look around like, oh, are we going to stop fucking around here? And then they just immediately turn it on. That's very impressive considering they won the cup last year, and usually you have the little hangover there. So, uh, all right, I'm done fucking yapping about hockey. Let's let's get on with the podcast here. Um, so I'm going to go to the game here tonight. Now I'm still talking about hockey. And I got a good feeling that we're actually going to try and uh, we're actually going to try tonight. <laughs> That's what I would just like at this point. If we could just maybe try for fucking three periods, actually play up to our potential. We still might not win, but can we, can we go down swinging? Can we just fucking do that? Um, anyways, here's something that somebody sent me. Um, they're working on this microchip that will save your memory. Scientists set to implant device to preserve experiences into brains. A group of U.S. researchers believe that a microchip that will help create memories in damaged brains could be implemented into human volunteers in the next two years. The scientists from the University of Southern California, Wake Forest University, and others have been looking into the, what is it, the hippocampus, the part of the brain that is vital in forming long-term memories for around a decade. Okay, they've been doing this. So this is this is their way in. So these wonderful researchers at USC and Wake Forest, as always, their hearts are in the right place. But what kills me is it's like as they're creating this thing, I always wonder, do they sit around when they create something like this? And did they ever go, good Lord, what if this falls into the wrong hands? What if somebody like Dick Cheney or Donald Rumsfeld <laughs> or any one of those other guys that looks like they don't even have a fucking heartbeat, what if it falls into their hands? What are they going to do with this shit? I'm telling you. We're all going to be... I'm, we're, I, I might not be microchipped in my lifetime, but I will tell you this. At some point in my lifetime, and I figure they're going to do it through some sort of, like... They're going to scare the fuck out of people that their babies are going to get kidnapped. All right? And that what they're going to do is eventually they're going to pass a law that all babies born from this day on for their own safety and their own protection will be microchipped. All right? It's going to creep out a guy like me who isn't microchipped, but I'm going to die off. And then what's going to happen is just people from day one are going to have a microchip in them, and they're not going to question it. And occasionally, somebody will question it, and then they'll just be like, what are you, a fucking conspiracy theorist? Do you realize that if every human being was microchipped, do you realize the ability to revolt, how limited it is? If you ever were to be suddenly under an oppressive power, if everybody was microchipped, you know, and this is what kills me is I know you, this, most of you are rolling your eyes going, this sounds like crazy talk. You know why? Because you would never do something like that. You know, I don't fucking know. Anyways, let's get into some advertising. That's a nice setup. It's a nice setup from advertising. All right, everybody, right out of the gate. All right, I've been telling you this for years. You don't have to go to the post office anymore. 
There's nothing. Okay, stamps.com. Here we go. There's nothing instant about getting postage from the post office. Driving there, parking there, it's a waste of time. So use stamps.com instead. Instantly get postage for any letter or package right from your desk. Stamps.com is so quick and easy to use that even a moron like me can use it. I send out all my DVDs, every last one of them, to all my stand-up gigs. And I do it whenever I want, two in the morning, two in the afternoon, while I'm eating cereal, while I'm not eating cereal. Buy and print official U.S. postage using your own computer and printer. Stamps.com will send you a digital scale that automatically calculates the exact postage you need. They'll even help you decide the best class of mail based on your needs. No guesswork. Plus, it's convenient. Take care of your mailing and shipping whenever you need to, 24-7, right from your desk. You'll never have to go to the post office again. Just breathe that in, everybody. Isn't that wonderful? Um, endorsement. Here we go. I use stamps. I already did that. I already told them I did it. What am I going to say it again? Uh, right now, use my last name, Burr, B-U-R-R, -R, for this special offer. No risk trial plus a $110 bonus offer that, offer that, <laughs> that includes a digital scale and up to $55 free postage. Sorry about saying bonus awful. That was a Freudian slip when I was thinking about this read. Um, do it right now. Don't wait. Go to stamps.com. Before you do anything else, click on the microphone at the top of the home page and type in Burr. B-U-R-R, -R, that's stamps.com. Enter Burr. All right, one more here. Strap yourselves in. Personal capital. Personal capital. Two things suck about managing your money. It's hard to keep track of. You got stocks, bonds, 401k, IRA, bank accounts, etc., all on different sites with their own username and password. Then you pay someone to management, and you uh, to manage it, and you're probably paying too much. That's why you got to go to personal capital. It takes under a minute to set up. Just go to the podcast page on BillBird.com and click on personal capital banner, on the personal capital banner. Excuse me. Then you can see your whole net worth and how each asset is performing on one screen, on your computer, or through their app on your phone or tablet. Tablet? What the hell is a tablet? Is that like an iPad? It sounds very biblical. Just pictured myself in a long robe with a white beard holding my tablet. Um, then it shows you how much you're paying money managers and brokers and fees and how much you can reduce those fees and even gives you specific areas where you can improve your investment strategy. Basically, what, what should have been done all the, the entire time is now finally being done. All right. This thing is really is a really smart way to make your uh, your money grow quicker. It's run by a former CEO of PayPal, and it's totally free. Totally free, everybody. To sign up for free, go to the podcast page on BillBird.com and click on the personal capital banner. There you are. All right. So anyways, back to the damn podcast here. Um, as mentioned before, I'm here in Boston, and uh, you know what I didn't realize that I missed? I, I miss the Chinese food here in Boston, all right? And I ate so much of that shit. I left Boston, Massachusetts in 1995. <clears throat> in 1995. And uh, at that point, I had gotten drunk so many times and ended up in a Chinese food restaurant that to even smell Chinese food made me, I almost got sick, all right? So now every time I've come back to Boston, I've always avoided it. And I remember one night being at the Laugh Factory talking to Dane Cook, 
and he told me he had just come back from Boston, and the first thing he did was he went out and got a poo-poo platter and ate all this fucking Chinese food, and I almost got sick as I was listening to him. Chicken fingers, crab rangoon, all this East Coast Chinese food. I was so fucking sick of it. And I, and I was actually laughing to myself as he was telling me the story, like thinking to myself that this guy must really love Chinese food, you know? And then I realized that he doesn't drink like me, so he probably didn't OD on it like an asshole at 3 in the morning for 20 years straight like I did. Not 20 years, more like 8, but it, was a, but it felt like 20, you know? So anyways, the other night, um, I had an amazing night. Uh, I went to my alma mater. And uh, old Billy Redface got himself an award. And uh, it was a very overwhelming night, actually. I couldn't even get through my friggin' speech. I had to, like, cut it short because I was getting all emotional like a little little fucking schoolgirl there. Uh, what I meant to say that night, by the way, for anybody who was there, was that Emerson College, it really changed my life because I was absolutely flailing in my life. <laughs> At that point, I was a 22-year-old. I had just finished my freshman year of college at 22, and I didn't take any time off. I was going to college <laughs> from the time I graduated until the time I was 22. All right? Basically three and a half, four years at that point. Um, and I, I had just finished my freshman year. I was a convicted drunk driver. I had a giant orange afro. I didn't have anything. I had nothing going on. And uh, I transferred to Emerson College. And then immediately, I don't know, I, 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 those kids were the same kind of weird that I was. Some more weird, some less weird, but in general. And I got there with this, the, the sole purpose of getting over the fear of standing in front of a crowd. So every class, basically at that school, you could somehow ham it up and get out in front of the class. And that's what I did. And I got involved in radio because I felt like if I, I could just, I could talk on a mic to people that I couldn't see. And uh, I don't know, within a year there was a talent contest. The next thing you know, I'm doing stand-up comedy. So uh, that's what I wanted to say. So thank you to Emerson College and thank you for giving me the award. It was unreal. Unreal night. Stephen Wright, former Emerson uh, student, actually presented the award. Said a bunch of nice things, and it was uh, it was it was too much, too much. I got to tell you that. So anyway, so later on that night, um, no, I was literally. I got to go back to that. I was literally blown away. You know, this is a guy that I saw make Johnny Carson like laugh like I'd never seen him laugh like you could tell that he knew that he it, this just wasn't another comic that this was one of those guys that comes along once every 15 20 25 years and um to have him present the award it was just it was amazing so definitely a big thanks to him so anyway so later on that night I hook up with some of my family I'm having a couple of beers and I you know and it's like the oh, next thing you know it's two in the morning I'm in the outskirts of Boston. Everybody's getting hungry. There's only one fucking thing left to do. Let's go get some Chinese food. And I'm thinking, I don't want to get Chinese. I didn't think really think one way or the other. And we sat down at this place, the fucking Tahiti. 
out in Dedham, Massachusetts, and sat down. We got crab rangoon. We got that those gelatinous fucking ribs. I got some egg rolls, some fried rice, and I have to tell you, it was fucking delicious. One of the greatest things I've had, uh, the greatest meals I've had since I can remember. And I know it all went straight to my artery, and it's still sitting in there, and I'm amazed that I don't have chest pains right now. Um, I, 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 I'm smart enough to not go get it again, but that's how good it was because then I'll, I'll OD on it again, but I'm, I'm fucking pissed that I didn't get chicken. Chicken fingers are fucking gross, though. It's basically, it looks like uh, <clears throat> like Dikembe Mutombo's finger, except lighter, but just as long. Do you remember when, in Living Color when they used to make fun of Arsenio putting that one finger in the air and they made it like extra long? That's the shape of it. I don't know what part of the chicken is shaped like that. That was the big joke. Chickens don't have fingers. What the fuck is this? It's basically like 9 million chickens. They all mash together, and then they just start chopping them up in the shape of a giant fucking index finger. Then they bread the shit, and they deep fry it. Then they give you some duck sauce, and then you eat it at 2.30 in the morning, and it goes right to your fucking heart. Um, so anyways, I don't even know what the point of that story is. Was I, am, I, am I literally giving a shout-out to food at this point? Why not? Anyways, oh, by the way. I'm doing. Uh, I'm gonna be in Las Vegas this this weekend coming up at the Mirage Casino. I think there are a couple of tickets left. This is my big, you know, first time I've ever headlined Las Vegas um, at one of the major casinos. I've done some of the smaller ones, but this is the first time. So I feel like this is my first official one. So. Uh, I'm basically going to be coming out on stage the way the Bruins play in the final 10 minutes of a playoff game. <laughs> Except I'm going to do it from the beginning to the end. Hopefully. Hopefully I don't have a letdown. Um, so anyways, uh, whoever's going to be out there, I hope to see you guys. And with that, with that, let's get to uh let's get to some uh let's get to some emails for this week. Uh, been some phenomenal emails over the last couple of weeks, and I think this week's going to be no different. So let's delve in, shall we? Um, oh, before I do that shit, by the way, somebody told me about, I think I was on the Bob and Tom show, and they told me about this Daily Mail website, and it's one of the most depressing websites I've ever been to in my life. Terror at the Mother's Day Parade. This is this is the headlines. Horrific moment. Three gunmen opened fire in broad daylight during street festival, leaving 19 people, including two young children, injured. Uh, judge bans girl, 14, from every school in county after she films herself mercilessly beating another student as a gang of 30 classmates watch. So they're already depressing you. And then they try to fucking lighten it up by a little bit by saying a braless Jennifer Aniston is steered around by Justin. I don't know who Justin is. I guess that that's her boyfriend. But even then, it's kind of negative. He's steering her around like what? Jennifer can't go where she... I want to go into Amber Crumbie. Get over here, bitch. Um, I got a couple. Of, are these the worst passengers of all time? Bloggers expose the rudest, most disgusting commuters in New York. One of them's just a girl eating food. 
I don't think that that's bad. Another one's a fucking out of shape transvestite or cross dresser with his fucking sports bra on and his big belly hanging out. Somebody doing a split. I don't know. Look at Richard Nixon's fucking grandson and heiress. Jesus Christ, look at the fucking gigantic rack on her. You know what is funny, though? The Church of Scientology got busted for photoshopping in more people at, a, at an event in Portland to make it seem like a huge crowd when in reality only 750 people were there. Or the Catholic Church is fucking trying to, 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 to ruin Scientology and claiming that they photoshopped people in when they didn't. You know, kind of like how the NFL tried to stop the AFL. Who knows? But I can tell you what, you can take both those religions and toss them in the fucking trash. You know? How old are you people? Nobody knows what's out there after you die. All right? Stop getting up early on Sunday. There's really no point to it. Sleep in. Um, real age. What's up, Bill? This is so-and-so uh, in such-and-such -such city. Me and my fiance are getting married soon, and her fucking Wookiee of a mother or the rest of her family still don't know how old I am. Well, that's great, sir. That's a great way to start a relationship for the rest of your life. Uh, she is 23, and I'm 37. We've been making each other come for three years now. Any advice on how to break this info to these cunts? Yeah, I have some advice. Why don't you call off the fucking marriage? Why don't you do that? All right? Considering this is the woman that you love and the way you describe your relationship is that they make each other come for the last three years, you're describing the mother of this woman you allegedly love as a fucking Wookiee. Um, yeah. But considering she's probably going to age like her, I guess she's eventually going to turn into a Wookiee too. I don't know, dude. You don't sound like you're mature enough. I, I know, But you could also just be trying to make me laugh. So I have no idea. Um, wow, it's a little late for this, sir. You know, this is actually ruined because I went to a wedding. This is why I'm back here in Boston. I actually went to a wedding, one of the great weddings I ever... Yeah, isn't, is there anything fucking better than going to a wedding where the two people look like they should be getting married. You just see it. You feel the spark between the two of them. There's nothing better. You combine that with great food and an open bar and a great live band. I'll tell you, you got yourself a hell of an evening. I went to an awesome wedding this weekend. Me and the lovely Nia, we had a great time. And uh, now I got to read this shit. Um, any advice on how to break this info to these cunts? Yeah, I'd write a poem. I'd figure out what rhymes with 37. Maybe you could sing it to him. I love your daughter. When I'm with her, it's heaven. Oh, by the way, I got great pubes. Because I'm 37. Yeah. Sorry about that, you fucking Wookiee. How about that? Why don't you... <laughs> Why don't you do something like that? I don't know how to do that, sir. I've never been involved in a lie that deep. That's that's some deep shit there, sir. Listen, 
you, you're going to have to fucking tell them soon or the only way out of this is there's going to be a couple of body bags. All right? What's wrong with you? Why didn't you tell them out of the gate? You know why? Because you feel like a creep, don't you, sir? You feel like a creep. You know? When you make references to Britney Spears and she doesn't even know who that is. That's actually me. You know, the other night I used that reference because I, I needed a reference for a floozy and I threw out Britney Spears and, and like this younger crowd just sat there staring at me and I actually did the math in my head and I had to be like wait a minute Britney Spears is now a 31 32 year old divorced mother of two and I was just like Jesus Christ I'm fucking old who is the floozy reference of the moment you know you can't even say Lady Gaga at this point she's so fucking old now she had to get a hip replacement you know, like your grandmother. Taylor Swift, right? Maybe it's her. Taylor Swift looks like one of those cats that just fucking creeps you out. You know that voodoo shit? Like they sit on your chest and they suck the soul out of you. She is that like, you could never snuggle with her and not feel that she was slowly killing you. You know, do you think she sleeps in a pod? Doesn't she have like that? That webbed toe look about her. That's really mean, but I don't know. I saw this thing on her 60 Minutes one time, and the crowd was cheering, and she looked up in the upper deck, and she just did the creepiest look to the upper de deck and just went, oh, my God. Like, really, like, this totally phony, like, I can't believe you guys are cheering at me like that. I don't know. Oh, Christ, I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. Uh, past is prime. Prime, question mark. Hello, William. I need some advice. By the way, you guys, you all realize I'm a moron, right? I flunked everything in high school. Okay. This is on you. If you take my advice and it doesn't work, you know, you should go talk to somebody who actually professionally gives out advice. And part of your therapy session should be why you take advice from somebody who doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. Oh, Bill, shut up and just read it. Okay. All right. Hi, Bill. I need some advice. My fiance and I used to have ins an insane sex life, two to three times a day, crazy marathon sex sessions. We used to ce celebrate Sexter Day. What does that mean? What is that, when you reminisce about how much you fucked yesterday? Ah, you kids, I don't even know what you're talking about. Sexter day, boo-boo. Oh, my fucking seems so far away. I put it in your ass and not because I'm gay. I just fucked your veg enough fucking times. Ooh, your fucking veg. You know, it's like I woke up and the lyrics just came to me to the point I thought, did someone else talk about this? Somebody else already write this song? Um, not for lack of trying on my part. I love giving him blowjobs. Oh, what a champ. She says she loves giving blowjobs. And now he always says, not right now when I try. Uh, we welcomed our first baby six months ago. I am now in better shape than I was before I got pregnant. I do yoga and run every day and feel sexier than ever. I am 22 and he is 40. Is he past his prime? He's been stressed out lately. Does that keep men from getting it up? Um, he was my first, so the only thing 
I know about male sexuality is what I know about him. Usually he can't keep his hands off me. Help, Bill. It's hard not to take this personally. Thank you. Well, aren't you a sweetheart? Um, you like giving blowjobs and you're very polite. And you know how to write a letter. God damn it, you're a keeper. And you're a virgin at 22. You saved yourself. And here this guy comes along, the grizzled vet in the final year of a three-year contract. You know? Once you sign the contract, he stops producing. Well, I, for one, I feel for you. Um, did he watch you give birth? You know, that, that, that new thing that they do over the last 20, 30 years? Back in the day, you used to just stand out in the waiting room with the big stogie. Just standing out. How's she doing? Yeah, is her blood pressure dropping? Oh, she passed away on the table? Ah, fucking $120 in cigars out the window. You used to stand out there in the waiting room. You know? And you let the doctors be doctors. I don't understand why the guy has to be in there. I, I don't. This is a big fucking debate between me and the lovely Nia. Like, I don't understand why this, why you have to fucking be in there. You know, when I go down to Minus Muffler, do I fucking stand underneath it? Is he sitting there and the sparks are flying? I don't know how to weld. You know? Hey, you got a busted aspirator tube. I don't know where that is. I don't know what it is. Why am I there? You know? I should be out in the fucking waiting room. So anyways, what, did he stand there and then just watch something alive come out of your vagina? And maybe it's it's kind of because I hear that guys have like maybe performance issues after that. You know, there's a whole bunch of things that could be going on here. So I don't want to put too many. How are you guys doing financially? How is his job security? You know, does he spend a lot of money? Is this the other shoe about ready to drop? Are you one of those? One of those couples that I see on those reality shows. You know, does he wear like a lot of T-shirts or like button-down shirts that have a lot of designs on them? A lot of drawing. You know, does he fake tan? Is he one of those guys? Because if he's one of those guys, then I would guess that you're actually broke and have been broke for eight months and he doesn't know how to tell you. Um, but if he's a regular guy... All right, I'm, I'm joking around too much about this. This is actually a serious thing. All right, help me, Bill. It's hard not to take this personally. Um, I would bring it up to him. You got to sit down and uh, hopefully he's not a walled-off emotional psycho like most guys. If you bring it up, and hopefully you can bring it up to him without him getting mad. But um, I, that's what I would do. I bring it up and just be like, hey, uh, you know, you haven't been banging me lately, and uh, I know I'm looking pretty good, and you used to do it all the time. What's, what's the deal? You know, just that's the essence of it. Just stretch that out into about eight minutes and say a lot of loving things. Um, do that thing where you put your hand on the, you know, the women, they put their hand on your, their forearm, on the dude's forearm, and they, and they move, you move your thumb side to side. And just be like, hey, how come we're not fucking anymore? I don't know how to do it. That's what I would do. I think you need to talk to him rather than me. Uh, I would not take it personally. You know, you're you're a fucking champ. You love giving blowjobs. 
You're in the prime of your life. You had a kid. What did you do? You got yourself right back in shape. You're in the best shape of your life. It's not on you. So I wouldn't take it personally. So there's obviously something going on with him. And you love the guy, so try to help him bring it out. You know? Oh, Jesus. All right, there you go. There's that. <laughs> I hope that helped. I don't fucking know. Let's let's take a break from my ignorant <laughs> my ignorant fucking advice. To talk to you about this, everybody. E voice. E voice is the reason you're gonna make more money in two thousand thirteen. Well actually it's your great idea combined with eVoice. All right, eVoice, don't take all the credit, you know? All right, when your customers call, you'll have your own toll-free number, professional greeting, dial-by-name directory, and more. You'll sound more like a Fortune 500 company, and you'll blow away your competitors. eVoice lets you give out one number that rings wherever you are, the beach, the bar, doesn't matter. You'll sound like you're at the office. You got to go to eVoice.com and use the promo code BILL, Evoice even takes all your voicemails, transcribes them, and sends them to you instantly as a text or email. So you can check your voicemails before the meeting ends, not to even look rude. You know, you won't even look rude. Evoice is only 10 bucks a month. 10 bucks a month so your new little company can sound like a Fortune 500 company. It's an absolute bargain. Right now, listeners to my podcast get a free trial of Evoice for 30 days. Stop what you're doing right now. Hit pause. Set up your Evoice trial and see what I'm talking about. It's a great way to support my podcast, and it's an easy way to make money this year. Go to evoice.com, promo code Bill. That's evoice.com, promo code Bill. Or just go to the podcast page on billbird.com and click on the evoice banner ad right now. Okay. Now, you know when I bring this stuff up, you know. You know that Father's Day is coming up. Oh, speaking of which, yesterday I took my mother out for an ice cream for Mother's Day. And I got up to the window, and I realized I didn't have any money, and then she had to pay for it. <laughs> I did hit an ATM on the way home, but it really kind of killed a lot of the vibe. Um, but anyways, I was happy to be home for Mother's Day. So after Mother's Day, what comes next, everybody? Memorial Day? What comes after that? Flag Day? What comes after that? Father's Day! Actually, I think Father's Day is before Flag Day. And what do I sell you every year? The man-great system. The man-great system, everybody. This Father's Day, think the man-great. What is the man-great, you ask? What is the man-great you think of as you rub your chin? This is what they are. These are actually great. I wish they had these when I was a kid, when I was growing up on my little hibachi. Uh, they're 100% made in America. Made in America? Cast iron grilling grates that are revolutionizing the way people grill. Heavy-duty grilling grates deliver exactly what you need to achieve that perfect steakhouse flavor. Chicken, steak, or veggies will never have tasted so good. No more flare-ups, no more dry meat, guaranteed. Name one of 2012's best grilling accessories by Men's Health Magazine. Basically what they are is, you know when you buy, you buy some cheap-ass grill and they give you those little aluminum, you know, that grilling grate? This gives you the big steel ones, just like at the steakhouse. So it's basically like you went out and you bought some hatchback with the four-cylinder. All right? The man-grade system make, allows you the ability to rip that four-cylinder out of the car and put a good old-fashioned American V8 on top. It's phenomenal. Uh, man-grades are perfect, the perfect gift for Father's Day. Come on. 
Every man loves to grill. Go to mangrate.com and enter the coupon code BURR, B-U-R-R, for their 1999 Father's Day special, or click the Mangrate banner on the show website. Uh, 100% made in America, 100% cast iron, 100% steakhouse quality in your backyard. All right? Remember, each Monday morning podcast order comes with a heavy-duty grilling brush. Again, that's the Mangrate Grill Enhancement System. Order today, mangrate.com, and enter the coupon code BURR, B-U-R-R, at the checkout. All right? There you have it. So back to the back to the questions. Back to the questions here. Where the hell am I? All right. Can we find it? There we go. All right. This one's titled, Oh, Jesus. Uh, Dear Billy Goat Fuckface. There's a new one. There's a new one. I am a 23-year-old man from Paducah, Kentucky. Now, why would you tell me that? I didn't want to read that. There's probably 18 people in your, your town, right? Needless to say, there isn't much to do. About five months ago, I met a girl who was two years younger than me and moved into town from fucking East Kungamunga. Uh, we hit it off almost instantly. It was great. You know what? I'm going to have somebody bleep out this city. All right? I got to have them bleep out the city and the state. He goes, we hit it off almost instantly. It was great. She is beautiful, educated, and has a great ass. Sorry. A little Al Pacino for you. Uh, we took things slow, and I found that to be something unique in today's time. Most girls give it up within a day or two, but she wanted to take things slow, and I appreciated that. I found myself falling head over heels for this girl. I hadn't been with anyone in over two years, and I felt that it, if she was... Wait, and I felt as if she was a sign that maybe there was a bit of hope in this world to be happy. And she communicated with me that she felt the same way. Okay, so about two weeks ago, we went out to a bar and we had some drinks, played some pool and had a great time and ended up getting a little frisky with each other. I drove her home totally expecting that tonight would be the night I was going to bang this beautiful woman. When we reached her driveway, we started making out in the car and asked if she wanted to come in. She got real quiet and said under her breath, yes, but, and of course I said, but what? And that's when she told me she is a transsexual. I literally yelled. I was so shocked by what I heard, I could hardly keep myself together. And I told her, him, whatever, that I wasn't going to go upstairs with her and I would call her tomorrow and she got out of the car crying and said, I was born this way like some Lady Gaga shit. Wait a minute, trans, what is, what is, what is transsexual? Like a hermaphrodite? Wait a second. Ah, oh, Jesus, Bill, you're, you're too fucking dumb. Why do you guys, why do you guys write me? Is this, is this the fun, is this the fun part of it? Just finding out how fucking dumb I am? Transsexual. This is hilarious. Now I have this on my search en engine. Transsexual. And Neil will use my computer and look up like transcontinental and transsexual is going to come up. Bill, is there something we need to talk about? Um, transsexual. Here we go. A person who's undergone a sex change operation. A person whose sexual identification 
is entirely with the opposite sex. All right, well, that just made me even more confused. So if you had an operation, how were you born this way? Or she's, or the person saying, I just identified with being a female. Oh, I see. Okay, so they had a set. So the dude had a sex change operation. Okay. He goes, I haven't spoke to her s since. It's S-I-N-C-E, not S-E-N-C-S-E. -S -S -E. um, that night, besides a few text messages. She's going on about how much she loves me and she is sorry she didn't tell me sooner. It's even gone as far as me having to turn off my phone because she won't stop calling. I've never been pursued like this before. What do I do? Part of me actually feels bad, but I can't see myself banging an ass every night while my sweaty balls slap against her sweaty balls. Now, wait a minute. I thought the person had the operation. Don't they remove that? You know, I don't fucking know. Regardless of how gay this may sound, I still think she is incredibly hot. I knew it was too good to be true. Should I tell her that I'm just not interested anymore and completely cut her off, or should I be her friend? Or should I go bang her ass? It's weird. The thought of banging her ass excites me, but the thought of her junk swinging around makes me want to throw up just thinking about it. Thanks, Bill, and come do a show in such and such state sometime, you fuck. Um, what should you do? Um, I don't know. I honestly don't know. What's funny is you're literally just like you're mentally where she is sexually. You know? I don't know. Like you got to You got to It's like you're standing on the state line and you got a foot in either state. Just like her. You know? So I think your your emotions are normal. And I hate when fucking people get offended by this shit. And they go, that, that fuck are you? You know, they get all offended like that dude is now a woman. It's like, no, that is a dude that fucking uh, is a different kind of dude now. <laughs> you know, it's that's not a woman. It's still a dude. It's just a different kind of dude. You know what it's like? You ever see when somebody does uh, buys an old car and they take all the chrome off it? They want that nice clean look. Yeah, that's what they do to their 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 crotch. But, you know, that's a dude that took the chrome off. You know, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Other than. Uh, I, I don't I don't know do do, do like that, that fucking it's, I, don't, I don't know do 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 whatever the fuck you want to do is what I, I would say let me go back and read what you said should I tell I'm not interested anymore completely cut her off all right part of me actually feels bad because I can see myself because I can't see myself banging an ass every night while my sweaty balls slap against her sweaty balls well, if it makes you feel better, I don't think the balls are there anymore. Although, they might have kept them like a hood ornament. I have no idea. 
Yeah, Jesus. I really am a moron. Uh, regardless of how gay this may sound, I still think she's incredibly hot. You know, why don't you just split the difference and get a blowjob? I, I don't know what to tell you. That's so funny. I knew it was too good to be true, this poor bastard. Um... Uh, I, I would say this. I'd say you'd want to sit on that decision. Don't be like the Baltimore Colts in the 1983 draft. Did you guys just watch that 30 for 30 where they immediately walked up two seconds in and they selected John Elway, you know, rather than fucking waiting the full two minutes or whatever to see if anybody gave him an offer? And then they ended up with nothing. I, I, I would, I'd sit on this one for a minute. Um, and I think that this person's actually pursuing you the way that they are because they're in a desperate situation, which is uh, the whole thing is in reality, the whole thing is unfortunate. You know, people should be able to be who they are. You should be able to like who you like. And that person should be able to, from day one, say that they're transsexual without getting judged. The reason why they didn't say it was because they were worried about this fucking moment here, which once again is another sad, depressing thing about humanity. Um, I would say follow your heart, sir. You know? And not your balls. If you really want to find love. There you go. Balls in your court. No pun intended. All right. Advice for a young lady. Hey, Billington. Um, very, very original ones this, this, this week. People coming up with different ways to butcher my name. I'm, I'm enjoying these. I am in need of some advice for a young lady. I, and I love that some women are actually piping in, despite the fact how much I talk about hockey on this podcast. What are you saying? Women don't like hockey? Yes, this is what I'm saying. Um, I'm an 18-year-old high school senior entering my freshman year of college. I got into my dream school with a scholarship. Ah, do you know how bad I wish that I did that? Wish I studied in high school. Anyways, and I'm moving out of my shithole town, and everything finally finally seems to be making up for all the shit that I went through in high school. One of my really good friends is going to the same university as I am, and we're renting an apartment together. However, my friend is an 18-year-old straight guy, and I am a straight girl. Uh-oh. Uh, the gender thing could add a whole other level of difficulty on top of adjusting to living with a new person in a new city uh, away from everything I grew up around. We've been friends practically since we were in diapers. We can talk, jam out to 70s rock, and watch the Chappelle show for hours, and we've never had issues with weirdness before. But I do understand that college introduces a lot of firsts, and I'm not going to lie, I'm a little nervous that a few too many... Oh, having a few too many drinks during a welcome weekend could lead to some inappropriateness. Weirder things, weirder things have happened. Um, I don't want to do anything to jeopardize our nearly two-decade-long friendship. So this kind of sounds like you're a little attracted to this guy. That if you're this worried that something's going to happen, or maybe you are. You're 18. You're going from your parents' house to all of a sudden living with the guy. Maybe that's what it is. I'm going to guess that that's what it is. So anyway, so my question. What tips do you have to stop anyone from stepping over the line with the male slash female roommate? Also, in general, what tips do you have for living with a roommate? Nia's opinion on this would be epic. 
Thanks and fuck you. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't Nia's great fuck you last week. Um, you know what? Maybe this Wednesday I uh, will do another Nia log and I'll read this one. But right now I'll just give you my own ignorant um, thought on it. Oh, wait, wait. By the way, there's, there's a PS to this, everybody. There's an epilogue, just like the streets of San Francisco. P.S. Might I add that we've both been in various relationships while friends. He often asks me for girl advice, and I ask him for guy advice. He currently has a girlfriend who I really like and am friends with, but they are breaking up in June when she leaves to study abroad. I am currently single. Oh, yeah. You guys are going to bang within fucking eight minutes. Within eight minutes of your, of your, your college career. Um, all right. So basically what you want to do, you're not asking me, should you, or should you not move in with this guy? You're going to move in with this guy. So, um, what you're really saying is basically, how do I not fuck this guy? Well, I can only do it from the male perspective, which is what I would do is every morning before I ever even walked out into the living room was I would rub one out. <laughs> oh, God. To try to get that fucking, you know, urge out of me. I think what you need to do is sit down and talk with the guy. And just say, listen, we have a great friendship, but I don't want to ruin this. I know we're moving in together and everything. But, um... You know, obviously, we're going to be in close quarters, you know, sharing a bathroom and blah, 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 blah. You, you know what you have to do? You have to lay down the law if that's what you really want to do. But if you actually like this guy, like I think you might, um, if you actually like him, like him, and think you could actually, did I just say that? If you like, li I mean, like, like him, like him, like him, do you know what I mean? Do you? Oh, my God, you guys. This could be the one. Um, if you actually like this dude like that, then you should not move in with him. You should be in a separate apartment. And uh, that way, if you start dating him, you don't immediately start by living with one another. You know? That's just too far down the road. So what I would do if I was you is I would sit down and talk to him, okay? If you don't like this guy like this and you really want to preserve your friendship, I would sit down and have a talk to him, a talk with him and just say, listen, we cannot get drunk and make out and, and fucking round second base, slide into third. We can't, we can't do this shit, all right? Okay, I'm telling you that right now. It's not happening or whatever you got to say. Or if you actually really like this guy, um... You got to tell him that. Just say, I think ah, maybe I like you a little more than just friends. I don't know. I don't know if this is just a little phase. I have no idea. But if that's the case, I don't want to move in with you. You know? Does that make sense? You know what? You're right. There's going to be a neologue this week, everybody. Fuck this. I'm too dumb to answer this one. This one involves uh, feelings that I don't understand. All right, so basically, that's the podcast for this week, everybody. Um, once again, I want to thank Emerson College for giving me uh, that award, and I want to thank Stephen Wright for bringing me up and saying all those nice things that he did. 
And uh, lastly, but not leastly, I'm gonna be uh, I'm gonna be at the Mirage Casino in Las Vegas this Friday and Saturday night. Then I have a week off, and then I'm gonna do a nice tour through Jersey, uh, Maryland, and uh, Baltimore. I'll be at the Count Basie Theater on May 29th with the Teen Idol Sensation, fresh off his hit half-hour special on Comedy Central. Um, we're going to be at the Count Basie Theater in Red Bank, New Jersey on June 30th. I will be in Baltimore, Maryland. Sorry, I don't have my, the name of the theater in front of me. On the 31st of June of, of May, also known as June 1st. Or is there a 31st? There is a 31st, May 31st. I will be in Easton, Pennsylvania. And then on June 1st, I'll be in Atlantic City for two shows. So if you're in or around that area, area, why don't you come on out? You know, come out to some shows. And uh, hopefully I'll make you laugh your ish off there. Oh, hey, and I got to thank that crowd that came out to the Bottle Rock, uh, Bottle Rocket uh, Music Festival. I did a show at 4 in the afternoon while a band was playing right next door. And uh, I fought through the, that bass line that was crushing all of my jokes. And the level of patience that that crowd showed was, was phenomenal. Um, all right. So here we go. That's the podcast for this week. Go fuck yourselves. Don't take any shit from anybody. And uh, and the last little bit of advertising here. Ladies and gentlemen, now that the show is over, Go sign up for your free account with Personal Capital so you can see all of your assets on one screen, pay less broker, pay less in broker fees, and make all your investments grow faster. Go to the podcast page on BillBird.com. Click on the Personal Capital banners. That's the podcast page on BillBird.com to click on the Personal Capital banner and set up your free account. And also, now that the show is over, Go, also, go set up your free trial of eVoice so you can start making more money. Go to eVoice.com and use your promo code BILL. That's eVoice.com, promo code BILL, or just go to the podcast page on BillBird.com and click the eVoice banner right now. All right, have a wonderful week, and uh, I'll talk to you about Vegas next week. All right, go Bruins. Uh, I have no hate towards Toronto, all right? Okay, so I don't care when you send me your obnoxious stuff. I know you guys are just excited because you haven't won anything since 1967, you know, which is rough. Does anybody deserve that? No, except for Montreal Canadian fans. All right, see you.